Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This week, virtual summit and lots of news and updates from around the Atlassian Ecosystem. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burl. Matthew, Brenda, nice to virtually see you. As always. <laughs> nice to see you both as well. We are going to get to virtual summit in this episode of the podcast, but first, the news, and there's a lot of it. Brenda? Lots of news. Uh, we're going to start off with an announcement by Tempo, um, a very uh, intriguing announcement. Uh, Tempo, which, as many of you know, um, is the vendor for timesheets um, and planner and other um, outstanding tools, um, are acquiring Prime Timesheet, which is the second largest time tracking solution on the marketplace. Um, they have uh, five apps um, and this seems to be a really great opportunity for, for uh, uh, Tempo. Uh, the prime timesheet founder and his team will be rolling into the Tempo team and um, brings Tempo up to about 20,000 customers, which is super exciting news for them. So congratulations to Tempo. Congratulations to prime timesheet. Sounds like an exciting time for you guys. And you know what else is exciting? When Atlassian updates the cloud. And these <laughs> every day, every day is exciting. <laughs> every day there's something new. Uh, except, uh, you know, now it's they have slowed that down a little bit. We're looking at, for the Jira portion of the cloud platform, Atlassian has rolled out, and this is a nice touch, context-specific links to documentation. So depending on what you're looking for, uh, if you need a, assistance as to what clicking the button might do, you can find that uh directly from the Jira cloud interface. On the Confluence front, well, now if you're an Android mobile user, you can create spaces. So go forth, ye of Android persuasion. For all of us trying to do work, well, I guess not while we're out and about at this point, but you know, if you really want to sit on your couch and use your phone to create spaces, now you can. Uh, yeah, I you know, and I I don't know about Android tablet users because I don't know how many there are. But if you're one of them and you're listening to this podcast, hi. Um, Bitbucket Cloud finally has a, a pretty nice touch as well. A merge checklist, super that, nice. Yeah, this is this is sweet. A merge checklist has been added, and depending on which version of cloud you're on can be a required process. If you're on cloud standard, the checklist is a suggestion. If you're on cloud premium, you can then enforce behaviors based on the checklist. And I assume this is like uh, things that aren't typical. Like you can already have built into Bitbucket a kind of like a merge checklist of like, it has to be approved by a certain individuals or a certain number of people. My guess is this is like doing other things. Mm -hmm. um, don't know what those are. Just says specific conditions for individual branches or branch patterns. So maybe that certain tests been run. I know Bitbucket's been including more of code insight and testing. That'd be my guess as to what this checklist uh, lets you enforce. And if you've got some insight or uh, a use case for us, let us know on social at Adaptivist. While we're on the cloud topic, one of the big things that came out of Virtual Summit was the announcement of 
not one, not two, not even three, but 96, count them, 96 new templates for Confluence. Now, I have been saying forever, and I think Atlassian has been saying forever too, that Jira and Confluence and Matthew and Brenda have also said this, you don't have to use these tools just to do software right? Drives me nuts when, when people come into the Atlassian ecosystem thinking, oh yeah, but it's a developer tool. No, it's, it's just a work tracking tool, right? So these templates make it even easier for people in the marketing or HR or other business unit spaces, finance, etc., to get started with the Atlassian tools with some really nice templates developed with some custo- some big customers and um, a lot of nice functionality built in. We'll include a link to to a blog post about that in the SoundCloud listing. Continuing on with some cloud news, uh, interesting little bit from an AMA yesterday. And for those who are unfamiliar with Reddit, which is where I know AMA from, it means ask me anything. This one wasn't on Reddit, though. It was on the Atlassian community. So uh, we are recording this on Tuesday, April 7th. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, Monday, April 6th, there was a certification uh, Atlassian Training Certification AMA. Uh, we'll link to it if you want to read through it. I asked a couple of questions. Um, uh, there were there were a few others. There, it was pretty thin, and it was only an hour long. But I think the the kind of the biggest announcement that came out of it uh, is certifications for Jira Cloud are coming soon. Uh, I had pointed out that uh, when we wrote the certifications, because I helped write a lot of the questions and answers, Brenda uh, was also on the certification team from Adaptivist. Um, I did a meeting. It was all focused. <laughs> and Ryan takes some credit too. Uh, it was it was all focused on server. Uh, we we actually first wrote the Jira admin cert against Jira 6.4 server. Uh, and it's been updated a few times since then, but it was on server. Data center, as we talk about on the podcast, diverging more and more, more and more free features. At this point, the Jira cloud code base is more different than it is alike compared to server in D- DC. Uh, so I was curious how they're going to address that with the cert program and turns out they are, yeah, uh, suppose, I mean, they use the phrase coming soon. Does that mean they're publishing? Does that mean they're getting ready to start writing? Don't have any details. says they will be released within a few months. Having been through the process, like it is possible to take a cert from blueprint to released in three to four months. It didn't usually, it was usually more like nine months, um, working with the last thing to get that done. So my guess is. Jira Cloud certs, at least one or two, already written, getting ready to publish. And uh, Julia Johnson, head of the certification program for Atlassian, writes, in our next planning cycle, we'll be looking at how best to address data center. So more certification exams potentially coming soon. But enough about cloud. (laughs) Let's talk about server. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because there's a bug fix out for Confluence. It's version 7.3.4. Uh, there's not much to say here. There's a bug fix out. Install it on your testing instance. Carrying on in the great bug fix tradition, uh, there are some bug fixes out for Portfolio 3.24. Um, small bug fixes, nothing major. Check it out in our SoundCloud description. Uh, Matthew, you described these as edge cases. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you may not need this one, but you also yeah, might take a look. Other things we know about include Trello. I know so much about Trello. Uh, (laughs) uh, We got a couple of things from the Trello blog uh, for this podcast. The first one, connect with Jira Align. So for those of you who have been keeping up with the Atlassians for the last year, you know that Atlassian acquired Agilecraft just before Summit 2019. 
uh, rebranded it as Jira Align. It is uh, sort of a agile program management for the enterprise. It's, it's like take Jira portfolio, uh, multiply it by a hundred. There's Jira Align, and it's, then shoot it full of steroids. Thing. Sure, yeah, and but one of the things that you know Atlassian kind of exists for is to tie all these tools together and give you that end-to-end reporting and transparency. And we know there's a lot of teams that use Trello to manage you know, their, their work, either for the individual or for at a team level. It's quick, it's easy, you can throw cards on, you can transition them, and you don't want to lose that visibility at that highest program level. Work is getting done, it's helpful to have that taken into account for all the reports. So uh, this blog post uh, titled Keep Your Workflow in Line with the Jira Align Power-Up uh, is really about tying together Align and Trello. So as cards are transitioned in Trello and work is completed, when it's being tracked there, not in Jira software, you're still making note of that and that's still flowing up uh, into your reports. Uh, it also adds some nice reports to Trello itself, like a burn-up chart. Um, there's a reference to a cumulative flow diagram. The lack of GIFs is disturbing, mm. but you know, we'll allow it. But yeah, just real nice improvements to Trello. I feel like, honestly, this is the first thing since the acquisition from Atlassian. I mean, it's not, I want to walk that back a little bit. Like, it's not the first thing of value that's been added. Um, there have been really nice improvements to power up uh, searching and installation of finding that. Um, but I feel like this is a huge leap forward for Trello. Uh, and I, I want to take note of that. So I, it's not to denigrate the things that have come before, but like, this feels to me like a huge leap forward. Trello has not been made harder to use. Like, you know, it's, it's still really easy, but the ca- capability, like the potential is greater now. And I think that's really exciting and extending, you know, sort of that theme at pretty much the exact same time, five days later, <laughs> we have a blog post on uh, bringing Butler animations into Slack and Jira. And this was actually announced, like there, there were demos of this at uh, the Atlassian Virtual Summit last week. Um, so the, the marketing blog post kind of comes out a little bit later. But uh, Butler is an automation tool for Trello. Um, I think it predated Atlassian's acquisition. I think it was a sort of an independent company. And now it's, or I don't know if Trello made it. I, I thought it was an independent company at the time. Uh, but it's part of Atlassian now. And... It's working with Trello. It's working with Slack. It's building in automations, uh, letting you integrate all, both of these tools with Jira um, to create Jira issues automatically or do all kinds of... Butler is a slick piece of tech, real nice interface. Um, it's a no-code tool, which is both good and bad. Uh, it means it's super easy to start using. You can click buttons and whatnot. The bad side is it's it's very limited in Can't what you code. can do. You can do whatever it lets you do. Yeah, like you can do whatever it lets you and nothing else. Um, but what it does let you do is is cool. So it's worth checking out um, if you've got Trello and you know either Slack or Jira or both. So to change gears a little bit, um, as we all know, the world is very different today than it was just a few short episodes ago. Um, and due to the global pandemic, Atlassian has announced that they will be canceling the App Week event scheduled for June 2020. Um, not being a developer, I this wasn't on my radar anyway. Um, I did a quick search. The blog post doesn't actually say when or where this App Week had been scheduled. 
Um, but if you were planning on going to App Week uh, in June, wherever that was, um, <laughs> don't plan on it. <laughs> uh, it has it has been canceled. It was a super secret location. You could only get there by a helicopter, um, and they blindfolded you. So ah, maybe ah, that's just yeah, going to no, save some people discomfort. Yeah, definitely. I'd be uncomfortable being blindfolded and put on a helicopter. So uh, I think that's it's in everyone's best interests to avoid the helicopter and avoid the COVID-19 virus in that way. Um, speaking of the pandemic life, um, <laughs> now, now Ryan and I are used to working from home exclusively. Uh, Matthew has the luxury of going into the quite beautiful Springfield, Missouri office, but many of us um, adaptivists in North America don't have an office to go to. Uh, so we're used to working from home, but there are a lot of people in the world right now who are adjusting suddenly to being remote workers after being used to being only working in an office. So Atlassian has at this point published now a number of articles on working from home. So I'm not going to go into any details on any of these. Um, what I do want to point out, and uh, this is something that our own Renee Brown, shout out to Renee, commented on as well um, in a Slack conversation. Um, when you read these articles, they're useful, but they don't, all, all these tips don't work for everybody. It's not one size fits all. Um, so find tips that work for you and uh, use those and ignore the ones that don't. Um, the one I'm looking at in particular, the, the very first item is have a dedicated workspace in your home. I, because my husband is also working from home and my son is being homeschooled now through the middle of June because schools are closed, um, there is no dedicated workspace and I'm working out of our guest bedroom instead of where I normally work out of because I've been working in the room I shared with my husband and we were clashing with each other on our Zoom calls. Um, so figure out what works for you, use those. Um, and, and just know that you're not alone, um, in adjusting to work from home lifestyle. Um, and for what it is worth, whatever, whatever you're doing right now, it's enough. And, you know, we're all in the same boat. So, um, good luck to everyone who is finding themselves working in a new environment. Um, keep up the good work, fight the good fight, and someday things will get back to a new normal. For longtime listeners of our podcast, uh, or really even for short-time listeners, because this was only two episodes ago, so no long time needed, but if you were, great, welcome. So glad you stuck around. Uh, two episodes ago on this uh, stream was episode 88, a special episode. It was kind of a what's new in 2020. Uh, normally, we, we would have been at Summit. We would have been announcing things, and there would have been all kinds of things going on. But uh, instead, uh, we did a little podcast. And uh, one of the announcements there was the Learn for Jira app, uh, which I'm quite excited about. It, it's under my purview as training. Um, there were about a dozen people who have been contributing to the Adaptress Learn program over the years. And we made a Jira app. It was very exciting. If you want to know more about it, go listen to episode 88. There's like a seven-minute segment um, on there. I won't repeat all that because, you know, listeners, you've been there. You probably heard. And finally, I promise you we'd talk about Virtual Summit. So uh, we're going to talk about Virtual Summit. If you are a longtime listener, or if you're a listener of this podcast, a lot of the stuff that came out over mm, last yeah. week was not really a surprise. L let's just be, let's be frank. I sat there watching several sessions and recognized things from 
previous recordings. And now that's not to toot our own horn. That and it makes perfect sense that if you're not following on a close level like this, that these things would be really new to you. So a lot of the features they rolled out were not new to me, but they were new to to a lot of users. Um, but I'll tell you what got me excited. I'm curious. I, I mean, if you want to know, it's th- that now that there will be you will be able to view mm-hmm. inline comments in edit mode in Confluence. Mic drop. Yeah. Come on, Doug. True That's story. what I needed. I've needed that for years. Because, I, I mean, I don't mind switching back and forth between tabs, and I've gotten used to it, right? Like opening my edit window in another tab and switching back and forth. But mm-hmm. I don't like context switching that much. I really like everything in line. So this is a big, big improvement for me. Anything jump out to the two of you? Ryan and I were uh, chatting on Slack during like keynotes and uh, watching some of the breakout sessions and whatnot. Ryan's like, what is this? This is like six months old. Why are they doing like, yeah, but think about like the typical summit attendee. And and here's the thing, virtual summit wasn't even necessarily the typical summit attendee. Cause like what, like 5,000 people typically go to summit. There were, I think 24,000 people registered for virtual summit. We don't have the numbers yet on how many actually like tuned in and, and did stuff, but like, the these are people who like you know normal summit attendees pretty engaged but like this is still news to them these were a lot of like new people and so um so so two things that i thought you know were interesting one a lot of it was marketing like the keynotes were mostly marketing um but it was news to a lot of people uh two let us not forget that malcolm gladwell was supposed to be one of the keynote speakers Summit was only canceled like three or four weeks before virtual summit. So they had to put together these keynotes and like everything else relatively quickly. Um, Adaptivist had a, a, a talk or a presentation as part of virtual summit where like we had to record the interview and turn it around and try to edit it in two hours one morning and get it submitted. Like these were tight deadline, quick turnaround things to get it all done in time. On that end, I do have to hand it to them. For I have to hand it to the Atlassian events crew, the whole team that put that yeah. together. Yeah. Wow. Good job, guys. It was really nice. It was quite nice. Even like the little, the scavenger hunt, you know, that's a nice touch, mm-hmm. completely unexpected, you know, completely extra, but they went that extra mile. It was, it was cool. And I'll tell you, <laughs> Summit Bash this year was lit. I had fresh, fresh baked bread and, and all sorts of exotic <laughs> beer. Wait. <laughs> No, the team did do a great job um, pivoting with the very short amount of time. I mean, Summit, an event like that is a year plus of planning. And Mm -hmm. almost all of that got just chucked out the window with like three weeks to go, a month, something like that. Um, So they had to completely pivot to an entirely new modality of delivering an event like this. And I think props to them for being a success in, in the environment in which they were operating. Um, I mean, putting on, putting on an online event like that with less than a month of prep work, it's having, having put on conferences myself in the past, Matthew and Ryan know about this, mine were small. I am extremely impressed with what the Atlassian events team was able to put together in a very, very short span of time. Um, I suspect they've learned a lot and have a lot that they would be able to say, you know, if you're going to do something like this virtually, here are things to do or not do. Um, it'd be very interesting as someone with event planning experience to, to hear what some of those learnings were. But um, 
I think they, everyone involved should be very pleased with, with the turnout. One of the things that was fun was uh, this was the second year of Atlassian having a virtual booth. So like last year, even though Summit was happening in person, there was a way to go into like a chat room and people could ask questions, but there wasn't a lot of traffic last year. That is very different from this year. We were, I was hanging out on the virtual booth, uh, both, both days of summit. I was, I was there on the virtual booth. Did, if I spoke with you, hi, some good chats, some, some really interesting stuff. Adaptivist did also have some big news that we didn't cover in episode 88 because it hadn't been released yet. We were saving it for the days of virtual summit, um, which was (laughs) the day after episode 88 came out. Uh, we announced our Adaptivist Enterprise Cloud Offering, which is a very, very uh, nice suite of Atlassian tools in the cloud operated for you by our professional managed services team. We launched our Enterprise Cloud. We launched the oh, yeah. issue archiving features that uh, you've... was actually, uh, that was featured in a keynote. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So some big stuff from Adaptivist, and we'll, of course, link you to everything there. And that's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live. Thanks for joining us. Please feel free to like and share this podcast wherever fine podcasts are liked and shared. Connect with us on social at Adaptivist. Keep strong during this crazy time. We'll be here for you with more from the Atlassian ecosystem in two weeks. So for Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. But Matthew, would you say ostensibly to a five-year-old? Yeah.